0: I love that you just threw down. Like I have seen a lot of musket demonstrations in my life, and this was a good one. Like I've never heard somebody say that as like a humble brag. (laughs) How how many Gretchen? Roughly, how many musket demonstrations have you seen? I would
1: have to count. I've seen Canadian musket demonstrations. I've seen American
2: musket demonstrations. I mean, you know, this is
0: an international uh, hobby of yours.
2: Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. Authors of Where Should We Camp Next, a 50-state guide to amazing campgrounds and other unique outdoor accommodations.
0: Almost 12 years ago, we bought a pop-up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of RV travel.
2: Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook.
0: We will also keep you dialed in to the latest RV innovations from people in the know.
2: So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire.
0: This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. Today, we have back on the show Gretchen Holcomb from Boxy Colonial on the Road, and she's going to be talking about another stop on her epic 27-day RV trip across New England, across New York State, uh, and then she even went further past that out into Michigan. Uh, But today, she's on the show to review Four Mile Creek Campground, what she considers a hidden gem uh, near Niagara Niagara Falls. Now, Niagara Falls has a lot of private campground options, all relatively close to the falls. We've reviewed Branches of Niagara and loved Branches of Niagara, but Gretchen also really loved Four Mile Creek. So this is a great option. It's a public campground at an affordable price. Uh, So Gretchen's going to give us the full review of the campground, and she's going to talk about her time at Niagara Falls. And I was excited to hear about her trip to Niagara Falls because It's been like eight or nine years since we were at Niagara Falls. Wesley was not even born yet. And so I'm starting to consider a return trip to bring West to Niagara Falls because it truly is a magnificent, magnificent destination. So Gretchen's going to give us the review in a second and talk about her time spent in the area. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. Now is the time to book an exciting Halloween-themed weekend at your favorite Jellystone Park because sites are going fast. Many Jellystone Park locations celebrate Halloween-themed weekends beginning in September and they go right through Halloween. Camping at Jellystone Park this September and October is the perfect opportunity to combine fall weather with fun Halloween activities. Do your kids love costume contests, pumpkin decorating, haunted trails, and trick-or-treating right at the campgrounds? Our kids love doing those things at Jellystone Park, and frankly, so do we. trick-or-treating at the campground is convenient and fun, and we love seeing how so many campers decorate their RVs for the occasion. So book your Halloween weekends with Yogi Bear and friends now so you don't miss out on all of the spooky fun. To find out more and book your family's fall Halloween adventure, head on over to JellystonePark.com. And just remember, it's not just a campground, it's Jellystone Park. The RV Atlas is also sponsored by Thetford. Thetford makes going places easy by manufacturing top RV maintenance and sanitation products, and they've been doing it since 1963. Thetford's Aquamax holding treatments neutralize odors and accelerate waste digestion to prevent clumping, clogging, and tank residue. All at the same time. The Aquamax family is bronopol and formaldehyde free. So it is campground friendly and California compliant. Proudly made in the USA. Thetford's new family of Aquamax holding tank treatments have been extensively researched and tested safe for all RV and marine toilets holding tanks and septic systems aquamax is available in liquid toss-in and dry packets in seven different sizes and in spring shower scent and summer cypress scent to find out more head on over to Thetford.com. hello gretchen holcomb and welcome back to the show how are you
1: I'm good, Jeremy.
0: How are you? I'm glad to have you back. Uh, Two weeks in a row. I'm really glad to be getting uh, some info on a couple of the stops on your epic, epic summer trip. So uh, last week, you took us to Burlington, Vermont. This week, we are going to cover Niagara Falls and Four Mile Creek with Gretchen again. Uh, But before we dive in and review the campground and talk about Gretchen's time in and around Niagara, uh, I had meant to ask you last week about your new RV, because this was a seven and a half week trip in an almost brand new rv so could you mind telling us like what rv you bought and how did it do on this like epic trip
1: sure so yeah this we did one weekend trip before this one but that was the only trial the rv had before we did this it's a venture stratus 281 vbh so it's a 32 foot bunkhouse trailer kind of that standard layout with the Double over double bunks in the back, and then the master bedroom in the in the front. Um, and it did really well. Um, I'm, you know, I this is my third trailer, so I know that something goes wrong with all of them. But um, we didn't have any big issues. We've got a, you know, a couple little things here and there, but we were really happy with it. And um, the space worked out really well. We kind of our old trailer didn't have a slide, so that was one thing we were looking forward to was having the slide in that big living room area for everyone to hang out in, and we really enjoyed that.
0: I mean, that's a you know, real test of a new RV that long of a trip all over the country. I mean, so to say that only a few small things happen, that's 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 really good news, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We were we were pleased. I was I was nervous doing it this way. We meant to get it out a couple more times before, but it just didn't work out. So it was, you know, trial by fire and it it came through it. So
0: I'm glad to hear it. And it was and it's a beautiful rig. I got to check it out when we visited. So give us a little background on, you know, Niagara Falls in general. I mean, it's a famous name, but I suppose that not everyone in the country really knows too much about it. And why was this like a must uh, stop on this trip for you guys?
1: Sure. So we've actually been trying to make it to Niagara Falls, I feel like for years, like we've put it into several different itineraries and then for one reason or another it hasn't we haven't actually made it there so my husband and I had been to Niagara Falls a couple of times many years ago but the kids had never been um so yeah i mean it's what is it one of the seven natural wonders of the world it's it's beautiful it's um iconic it's one of those places you have to see and it's just really impressive and i think everybody should go there at some point um so we were glad to finally check that off the list and show it to the kids
0: it has an interesting role in sort of the history of american recreation and even the development of the national parks too um you know i i've read in a couple different books that uh, you know, someone like Theodore Roosevelt or, or just the, pe- the people that really started to want to conserve the American West and and create all these national parks in the American West. A lot of them realized that they might become like Niagara Falls if they didn't do that. Right. That Niagara Falls got commercialized so quickly in terms of like hotels and restaurants and all of right. these things all around the edge of it. So in the history of American conservation, it sometimes comes up as a, a, a negative that that, that right, wasn't
1: precautionary tale yeah yeah
0: precautionary tale i mean did you feel like it was overly commercialized and overly cheesy
1: it's definitely overly commercialized i mean you know personally i love national parks i would love it if the national park system had gotten to niagara falls before anyone else and it were this beautiful natural area but i mean you can still see the falls the falls are still there and you kind of just have to accept it for what it is and enjoy the the touristy side of it as much as you can, because, you know, that's the way you see Niagara Falls. And and there's fun stuff about that, too. You know, there's something to be said for a lot of kind of big, splashy tourist attractions too literally splashy in Niagara Falls case.
0: I, I, I agree with you 100 percent. Like, I mean, the falls are magnificent, right? When you're experiencing them, it's not like you're like, oh, there's a gift shop you know, right. uh, 500 yards away. You're not thinking about it at all. You're just in, enjoying the falls. But we'll get into your time at the falls. So where did you guys decide to to camp while you were in the area?
1: So we stayed at Four Mile Creek State Park, which is about 20 minutes away. I guess the, the address is Youngstown, New York. But it's about 20, 25 minutes from Niagara Falls. So Niagara Falls is kind of known for having some great private campgrounds. And, um, and you've reviewed branches of Niagara on here and we would love to stay there sometime, but we'd already had some kind of splurges on this trip. So we decided to go the other direction with the public campground and saving some money. So the sites here are only, I think it was about $30 a night for electric hookups. So we couldn't beat that. And we decided to give it a try and it turned out to be a really great place. And it was, in addition to saving us the money, It was a lot quieter than being closer to the falls. And it was kind of nice after doing all the tourist stuff all day to have somewhere to retreat to that was a lot quieter.
0: You make a great point for those that are just getting into RVing. I mean, this was a really long trip for you guys. As we mentioned, this was almost a two month trip, correct? I'm not getting that wrong.
1: Yeah, almost too
0: much. I mean, if you do a private RV resort every night, that's going to get insanely expensive, right? Right. So, I mean, by sprinkling in state parks or doing a lot of state parks and then, you know, alternating so that you get the full hookups or whatever, um, great way to save a substantial amount of money, I would think, right?
1: Right. I mean, yeah, it really adds up when you do you know, a few nights here, a few nights there. And, and again, you can kind of mix it up. We did definitely some big resort style campgrounds on this trip, too. And we love those. But and also, I mean, it's again, we like that state park setting, too. So we don't feel like we're losing anything. You know, there's pros and cons of each. But we really enjoyed our time here, even aside from saving the money.
0: So give us some more of the details on Four Mile Creek, because it sounds like a heck of a good option in the Niagara Falls area.
1: Yeah. So it's right on the shores of Lake Ontario and it's a big campground. They have uh, about 250 sites and they're sort of split pretty evenly between electric only sites and primitive sites uh, where you can put um, some of them, I think, are just for tents. But you can put a trailer on a lot of the primitive sites if you don't need the hookups. Um, So we were so just to kind of break it down, there's three loops and the 100 loop kind of seemed to us like kind of the most hectic crowded loop. We were in the 200 loop, which was just a a loop of just big back-end sites. Most of them were very spacious, very long. It's just grassy sites. And then the 300 loop is all the primitive um, tent, mostly tent campers and smaller campers. They didn't have hookups. But those sites seemed, that was kind of the quietest loop because it was empty a lot of the time. Um, But you could get a big site there, too, if you didn't need hookups.
0: How early in advance did you book this campground?
1: So, I don't remember we booked pretty far in advance, but we didn't really need to. I don't think it was ever full, and the weekend it stayed fairly busy that we were there. We were there three nights, and I think one or two of I think just the first night was a weekend night um, so it was pretty full then, but then it was only about half full um and we were there in July, so it was prime season so I mean, you know if you're gonna be there on a weekend, especially book in advance, but we didn't have trouble booking our site. Now, if you want to get, um, I'm going to talk about kind of my favorite sites in the campground. If you want to get one of those, I would book as early as you can. But if you just need a space, uh, you're probably not going to have much trouble if you book, you know, you don't have to book a year in advance, right? I'm sure you can't book a year in advance, but you know, it didn't, it didn't stay full all the time.
0: I, you know, I wish I knew off the top of my head, um, what the, what the booking window was for this, but it might be, you know, six months and nine months, 12 months, if you're interested yeah. in, and, in, in, you know, go to their website and find out. Right.
1: Yeah. I forgot to check before I came on, but yeah.
0: All right, so uh, anything else about the campground, or do you want to talk about your time at Niagara Falls?
1: Well, let me just mention, uh, again, those great sites. There are from about site 222 to 240, the even-numbered sites, because they have even on one side and odd on the other. Those sites all overlook Lake Ontario. They're huge sites. You'll have a really big backyard and just a gorgeous view. You can't get down to the water there because it's kind of on a bluff overlooking it. But it's just really pretty, really private, and you can see you can see the lights from Toronto at night and everything like that. So those, I think, are the best sites in the campground. If you can get one of those, I would do that.
0: Sounds like a, a total gem, and you have good proximity to Niagara Falls. So um, tell us about Niagara Falls and your time there and what you did and what you loved and what you didn't love.
1: Sure. So, I mean – Definitely, if you're going to go to Niagara Falls, one thing that you want to do is just go to the state park because the American side of Niagara Falls is a state park, not a national park, but it is a state park. And you can park. One nice thing about if you stay at Four Mile Creek, your parking pass from Four Mile Creek will get you free parking at Niagara Falls State Park, which will save you $10 every time you go over there. Um, So park at the state park and then just spend some time walking along the river and along the falls. Um, they have a lot of great viewpoints that you can check out. Like there's Terrapin point and they just kind of have it laid out nicely so that you can follow the crowds and see where there's going to be a really good view. And um, so that's just, just do that to kind of get an overview of the area. So, and that's free. So, you know, you definitely want to make sure that you do that.
0: All right. What and, else? And, Tell me more. All right.
1: And so then we didn't do every big tourist thing in Niagara Falls, but we did do the Maid of the mist I can remember, I very vaguely remember going on this with my grandparents when I was a kid. So we definitely wanted to do that. So this is a splurge. It's going to be, I think we paid close to $200 for our family of six. But, and it's a 20 minute boat ride. So it kind of feels like you're spending an awful lot of money for a very short experience, but it's the only way you're going to get the, the Maid of the mist is a boat that takes you down to the base of the falls and it's the only way you're going to get that experience. So you just, you just have to spend the money and do it. And it, it, it will feel worth it because it's just such a fun and unique experience.
0: I, I mean, to go and not do it is I, I, to me almost like a tragic mistake. I mean, it is the show, right? I mean, it is like right. glorious, magnificent, thundering. I I, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. And I mean, you say it was short. I, I, I don't, you know, gosh, it was seven years ago for us at this point. Like, I'm sure it was short. I'm sure you're right. But I don't remember that part. I just remember being like, oh, my God, this is amazing that the, the boat is getting us up this close, basically. Um, right. All right. So uh, what what else? Anything else that you did while you were right there at Niagara Falls in the state park?
1: I think that's the, the Maid of the Mist is the only kind of thing we paid. In, the, if you do the Maid of the Mist, you also get um, access to their observation tower, which you can pay separately for the observation tower if you're not doing the boat ride. But that also is nice. It goes out over the river and you get a better view because um, the best views of Niagara Falls are from Canada. But of course, when we were there, we could not get into Canada. So um, you want to try to get the views where you can. So you definitely want to make sure to go out on that observation tower, which again, will be part of the Maid of the mist experience. If you do that afterwards, you spend some time out on the observation tower and get a little bit different viewpoint than you're going to get anywhere else.
0: And don't but, do the horribly cheesy IMAX movie. I remember that from when we went, the, 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 the kids basically had nightmares or fell asleep or some combination of the two. They, they did not like it. All right, so we're well. going to come back in a second. We're going to talk to Gretchen about some other things that she did in the, in the region. But before we do that, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Blackstone. The sound of bacon or burgers and steak sizzling is the sound that you crave this summer. Blackstone is the original flat top griddle with more than five million griddles sold. Blackstone is the way that America cooks in the great outdoors. You can cook everything you can on a traditional grill and a thousand things you can't. Do you want an incredible breakfast? How about lunch or dinner? The solid steel flat top infuses the flavor. Pick the size and style that's right for your next camping trip. The 17-inch and 22-inch griddles are easy to store in your RV and still have the space to feed the hungriest army. There's even a portable Blackstone with an air fryer built in. Talk about variety. With Blackstone, you can cook anything, anytime, anywhere. Seriously, you really can. For outdoor cooking fun and flavor that you can't find anywhere else, go wherever griddles are sold or head on over to blackstoneproducts.com. And please remember, if it's not a Blackstone, it's not a griddle. The RV Atlas is also sponsored by CampSpot. CampSpot is an instant booking platform for camping across North America. Research and book the best campgrounds, RV parks, cabins, glamping destinations, and more, whether it's last minute or for your epic road trip months away. CampSpot lets you filter your search results by the type of getaway you want. Browse by location, price point, site type, amenities, and more. CampSpot also offers premium inventory, real-time availability, and a lowest-price guarantee so that you can find the best sites at the best campgrounds for the best prices, and that is guaranteed. Plus, you can save your favorite campground finds for future trips and keep all of your reservations organized in one place. No more digging through old emails to access all of those reservations all over the place. With Camp Spot, they are always right at your fingertips. Book those fall camping trips now. To find your Camp Spot, visit CampSpot.com. Today, All right. Welcome back to the show, Gretchen. So we talked a bit about the campground. We talked a little bit about your time at Niagara Falls. Now you had some uh, inclement weather that kind of forced you to do some other types of things. So what else did you do when you were in the area? And what was your weather like while you were there?
1: Right. So pretty much this whole trip, there'd be um, a couple days of sun and then just rain, rain, rain. I mean, you lived on the East Coast this summer, so you probably know what I'm talking about. It's been a very rainy year. So um, my Niagara Falls was no exception. We had one day that it was just kind of rain all day. So we were forced to sort of rethink. We'd been thinking of doing like there's um, some hikes you can do along the river that sounded lovely, but we had to just kind of rethink that. So we ended up going to Niagara Falls Power Vista, or Niagara Power Vista Visitor Center, which I had just seen on a website somewhere and thought it sounded interesting, and it was also free, So, but I wasn't really sure what it was. Um, It's the power company, the hydroelectric power company, that gets its power from the water from the falls. They divert some of the water from the falls, uh, runs a museum, basically, They call it a visitor center, but it's basically a pretty good-sized museum right by the dam. So you can go, and they have viewpoints, and you can overlook the dam and see how that all works. But they also have a lot of just really nice exhibits inside. And again, it's all free. They have like an interactive game for the kids where they get this badge, and then you scan it different places around the museum and get points. But it's just all about um, the history of how they came to use the falls for power and the science behind it. It's one of those museums that is a little bit an advertisement for the power company, but it's also just really well done. And we really enjoyed it a lot more than we and spent more time there than we expected. Um, There was one exhibit where Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison have a debate or, you know, actors playing them on the screen, have a debate about the virtues of AC versus DC power, which we found especially charming. There's a movie you can watch. There's um, just all kinds of interactive exhibits. And it was a, a really fun morning that we wouldn't have found if we hadn't hit that rain. So it was kind of kind of a blessing in the skies.
0: That's fantastic. I mean, I mean, look, the weather doesn't always cooperate as RV uh, RV travelers or travelers of any kind. And I think it's great to find alternate activities. The, the The debate about AC and DC power, like it sounds fascinating. Like I totally want to hear that. And as an RV owner who doesn't know a ton about electricity, um, that sounds really, really cool.
1: Yeah, I won't spoil it for you and tell you who won, but you know, oh, you'll have to go and find out for yourself. I
0: want you to tell me. OK, no, but we do actually we really do want to go back to Niagara Falls, so I will not force the issue we can you know we'll wait till we get back there so you had some other kind of rainy day type activities too
1: yeah on that same rainy day it was still raining when we came out of the power vista so we went to the let me get the name right the niagara falls underground railroad heritage center which is close to. it's not right in downtown niagara falls but it's it's in the town of niagara falls in the amtrak station actually part of it is set aside For this um, museum. So Niagara Falls was a big um, stop on the Underground Railroad because of its proximity to Canada. It's right across across the river from Canada. So for a lot of people, that was their last stop. They would stop there and then get transport across the river to Canada, people, um, fugitive slaves. So they have a really nice, it's just a very small museum, or not a very small, but a pretty small museum. You can see it in maybe an hour, an hour and a half, but just some really creative exhibits and nice artwork. They had an artist who did watercolor illustrations of all these different um, enslaved people's stories of how they came to Niagara Falls and how they got to Canada. And it just, it's kind of a storytelling approach to the to telling the story of the Underground Railroad that um, was good for kids and also, really engaging for adults. So, it's really well done. And again, it wouldn't take you a lot of time to see it, but it's definitely a good place to stop in if you have some time.
0: I'm so interested in thematic RV trips, and we've never really done a thematic RV trip. I mean, uh, but I would like to. And I, I certainly think you could do an amazing thematic. RV trip or road trip of any kind. I mean, the RV doesn't have to be involved. Just visiting underground railroad spots. I mean, there's so many cool little museums like that. And like you said, like a lot of them probably are not huge museums, which might be partly due to funding. uh, But there are a lot of little places like that where you could get the history of of Frederick Douglass and the the stops in the Chesapeake Bay region, et cetera, et cetera. And this would be a cool place to almost to end that if you were just doing it within America, you know, going right to the edge there of Canada where so many fugitive slaves wanted to go. Right. Cool. So you guys like forts, just like the Puglisi family likes forts. So where did you go fort-wise? So
1: this was another thing that appealed to me about staying at Four Mile Creek is it's very close to old Fort Niagara which is it's a less than a 10-minute drive. This is another state park. So again, you get free parking, but there is an admission charge to the fort, even if you're staying at Four Mile Creek. But it's a fort that dates back over 300 years. It was built in colonial times. I think it was under French control at some point and under English control. So it played a role in uh, colonial wars and then also in the American Revolution and then in the War of 1812. And um, we really enjoyed it. We've been to a lot of forts, but this one I thought was really well done. And this year, there's kind of a lot of places, historic sites have cut back on their programming, either because of COVID or because of staffing issues. And this place had a lot going on. So that was kind of nice to see. You go in and there's a movie that kind of orients you to the history. And then right after the movie, there's a tour guide waiting for you He'll take you out to the fort. You walk from the museum out to the fort and he just gives a short overview of everything and kind of tells you, you know, what you'll see as you walk the grounds and then they have it set up. So the, the guided tour part finishes up right as a musket demonstration is starting. And I've seen a lot of musket demonstrations in my time, but this was, I think the best one, the guy was really engaging and he talked a lot about, you know, his uniform and what that was all for. And he was funny and clearly loved his job. So Good musket demonstration, nice fort. It had a lot of good architecture. It was sort of, we've seen a lot of, you know, a lot of the forts on the East Coast, or I guess all around the country, are those ones that were built for the War of 1812. Like if you've been to Fort Pulaski or to, I guess, Fort Sumter is one of these two. They're all kind of the same. Um, Like the architecture of them is very similar. And this one was different. It had a lot of different stuff to see with the, because there were some of the French architecture and all of that. So, you know, solid fort. As a as a fan of forts, I give this one very high marks.
0: I love that you just threw down like I have seen a lot of musket demonstrations (laughs) in my life. And this was a good one. Like, I've never heard somebody say that as like a humble brag. <laughs> how how many, Gretchen, roughly? How many you musket know, demonstrations have I would, you seen? I would
1: have to count. I've seen Canadian musket demonstrations. I've seen American musket oh, demonstrations. Is, I is, mean, you know. This is
0: an international uh, <laughs> hobby of yours. Okay, cool. Um, so, listen, it's not an RV Atlas campground review and a region review without some food recommendations. So, where did you guys eat around here?
1: So, downtown Niagara Falls, very touristy, as we've discussed. And nothing, everything looks kind of crowded and uh, maybe overpriced. Again, I did not try any of these. There might be some absolutely wonderful options in downtown Niagara Falls, but we were kind of ready to get out of that environment. So for dinner after our Niagara Falls days, we headed to Lewiston, New York, which is in between the campground and downtown Niagara Falls. And we found a couple of great restaurants there that were a little quieter. Um, We went to the Silo, yes, the Silo, which is right on the water. That was kind of a theme, waterfront restaurants on this trip. And um, they had just you know, a nice menu with lots of local beers, burgers. They had kind of some local favorites like Beef on Weck, which is a regional thing. My husband and my oldest son got that. They actually were not huge fans, but um, but you can check out local cuisine there. And then right next to it, they have an old caboose that they've moved to the site and they sell ice cream out of the caboose. So that was kind of a fun pairing. Have your dinner and then go out and get your ice cream while you're looking over the water. And then the other night we went to the downtown area, which is a really cute little downtown area in Lewiston. And we went to cask plus cow, cask and cow. And they had a really interesting burger menu. I believe my husband got the hot tempered Elvis, which features <laughs> caramelized bananas and jalapenos. I'm not sure that he would recommend it. Uh, with because the it was so hot? It, but okay. oh. because it was just, yeah, it, it was good while he was eating it. And then later he was like, I probably shouldn't have eaten that. So you okay. might want to gauge your own tolerance for that sort of thing as you choose your burger. but
0: And so it was. It the whole place. It was a burger joint. It was like a fancy.
1: Yeah, I think I think I got wings. So they had other things, but yeah, I mean, it was that kind of hipster. Funny burger menu kind of thing.
0: All right, cool. Craft burgers, craft craft beers, and craft burgers. All right, now I, Niagara Falls is one of those trips that yeah, I, I think people wonder how long they should go, how long should I stay, how many nights should I camp around Niagara Falls. So, for somebody listening who's interested in going but still trying to figure out how to fit it in or how long to stay, like how many days would you recommend somebody do? for Niagara Falls and the immediate region that you're talking about here.
1: Sure. And we actually, this trip went through several different versions of the itinerary and we originally had a lot more time planned for Niagara Falls because we were going to spend a couple days on the Canadian side and we were going to get into Buffalo. And then it kind of kept getting, I think we had six nights planned originally and we wound up staying three. So it's, I think it's really flexible. Like if you just want to see Niagara Falls and you only have a day or two or even an overnight. I mean, you can do it. You can go and you can see the falls and you can say, I saw the falls. Um, It's definitely worth stopping, even if you have a short amount of time. But I also think there's enough to do in this region that you could fill a week easily. So we had two full days and then we did quite a bit on the day we got there, too. And I felt like that was that was really good. I mean, you know, we did a lot of stuff. Um, but if we had had a couple of more days, we would have loved to get into Canada. We would have loved to go to Buffalo. So you definitely could stay longer, but I mean, it's just, I I think it's one of those really flexible destinations where you won't feel like, oh, I hardly saw anything if you only have a day, but you won't get bored if you have longer.
0: I think you nailed it though. If you're going to stay a week you're not doing a week at Niagara Falls. You're you're visiting right. the region and you're doing Niagara Falls for a day slash two days. Like, I think that sometimes people misunderstand that and they think, well, I'm going to go spend four days at Niagara Falls. I You know, I don't know that I personally would recommend that, but I like what you're saying where, you know, Niagara Falls is a day or two and then you could do f- four or five days exploring New York. I mean, New York is just, it's just like boundless treasures in the state of New York. I mean, I keep saying this on our podcast. There's, there's so much to do for RV travelers. Gretchen, thank you so much for coming back on the show. I'm really glad we uh, got to see you on this trip, however, briefly. And yeah. uh, I'm really glad we got you back on the show for a couple campground reviews. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: And remind everybody where they can follow you.
1: Um, I blog at com, and I'm boxycolonialontheroad on all kinds of social media, Instagram, Facebook, all of those places.
0: And anything fun planned for the fall? Or are you guys just going to be getting like really busy with school and work again? I mean, it was such a long yeah, trip, you know,
1: it's sort of comically impossible to plan anything with kid activities. So I think our next trip is going to be Thanksgiving, probably unless we can sneak in a weekend here or there, but, um, we're going to Jekyll Island for Thanksgiving. So looking forward to that.
0: Oh, my gosh. And you've you've come on the show before about Jekyll Island. And the, the second you said that, I, I some of your photographs popped into my mind, some of your <laughs> awesome photographs from the area there. So again, thank you so much. And hopefully we'll see you at the campground again soon.
1: All right.
2: Bye. A big thank you for listening to this episode of the RV Atlas and a big thanks to our sponsors.
0: To Jayco, the Thetford Corporation, Camp Spot, Yogi Bears Jellystone Park Camp Resorts, and our friends at Ocala Marion County in Florida.
2: To find out more about the topics discussed in this show, visit TheRVAtlas.com.
0: And join the friendliest group of RVers over at The RV Atlas Group on Facebook.
2: And if you enjoyed this show, please consider leaving us a review over at iTunes. And
0: we'll see you at the campground.
2: See you at the campground.